note, they shouldn't call it the Bad Batch. They should call it the D. Bradley Bakery. Wow. What a joke. They should call it the Bad Batch. They should call it the Good Batch. The Good Batch. <laughs> that sounds like a cook, like cookies. It was the, the Good Batch of cookies. I made, the, I made a good batch. I made a bad batch. I made a bad, I made a bad batch of donuts today. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Star Wars podcast. In our seventh episode of Bad Batch Breakdown, we are going to be talking about uh, battle scars. Uh, yes. I am uh, kind of hyped, Matt. Well, why? About you? I why? Why are you hyped? I don't know. This, this episode was so bad. Do I have to explain myself? No, you don't. I mean, but I mean, look, <laughs> we already had the reaction video come out for both of us. I think people already know what we feel, but we haven't talked about it one-on-one yet. We've only done a blind reaction and i have to apologize to people in advance who saw my reaction video because it was probably the most boring reaction video you've ever seen however it was my first reaction video ever so that's exciting i guess i thought everything that you had to say was hysterical and dude that was my first time doing a reaction video too so you and i are in the same boat yeah well it worked out fine and so everyone knows you know how we feel about this obviously i didn't think it was actually a boring episode it was great but yeah a lot to talk about today yeah, we got we we got a lot to get through, so let's just get straight into it. I also forgot to introduce myself. If you are new to the show, I am Melissa. This is my brother Matt, and we are two siblings who just want to talk and geek out about Star Wars because God knows there's more than enough content coming out within the next 10 years. Yes. So there we are. We're going to open each episode now with the most recent Star Wars news just to to get the hype going on what's going on with the latest and greatest in Star Wars. And Matt actually made a very cool observation this morning, which I did not see yet. I saw it on Twitter. Maybe you can put a picture up uh, in in, in post uh, here. Uh, Ewan McGregor uh, as Obi-Wan Kenobi walking to set. And you can kind of see his costume on underneath like the, you know, little poncho that they have to, uh, to hide the costume so people can't see it. But very exciting. You see him walking around. Got me hyped. I saw it this morning. He's on set. He's filming Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which has to be the biggest hype show for Star Wars, you know, since Mandalorian. So I saw that news, had to talk about it on the show, obviously. Um, I just saw him walking out. He has his long hair. You can tell he's in like Obi-Wan mode. And I'm just like, I'm stoked. So I saw that today. Some good Star Wars news. They are filming in Los Angeles currently. Yeah. So that's in that's in your neck of the woods. It's in my neck of the woods, correct. So uh yeah, that's exciting. Uh they're, they're filming it. So I just was really pumped to see that this morning. Excellent way to open the episode. The other thing too is this is as a caveat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is only if there's good Star Wars news to report. You know, we're mm-hmm. not going to report like, oh, hey, George Lucas said Peter Pan's my favorite book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't care about that. We yeah, care about you know the meat and potatoes. So <laughs> we want Kenobi stuff is good meat and potatoes. But anyways, Excellent great way to meat and potatoes. Show. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's jump into the summary for the seventh episode of Bad Batch battle scars i will give a quick synopsis and then matt i would like to hear your initial thoughts so let's uh with that in mind let's just get straight into it so the summary for episode seven is as they traverse a decommissioned medical facility the batch encounter an unexpected threat good synopsis you're you're killing it with these summaries either you're cheating and going online and copy and pasting from Disney Plus, or you're just really that, so either way. Nice that, that one was from Disney Plus. Last yeah. week's was not. Okay. Well, nice work either way. It's like it's Thank short you. and succinct. That's probably what we should, we should keep them at. So let's jump right in. 
really interesting episode, a lot to pack in. Um, obviously, you guys saw my reaction. I thought they revealed a lot very quick. It had to be a quick moving episode to fit in everything that they did. Um, we start out in that bar, um, you know, hidden figure uh, uh, in the corner of the bar. And we got to talk about this. You and I talked about this already. Aragorn. But Aragorn. <laughs> Lord of the Rings vibes in this episode throughout. So yes. you've got Aragorn, you know, sitting in the corner. I think that's on purpose too. It has I to have too. some kind of relation. Um, you know, the hooded figure sitting like, oh, who's this mysterious figure? Also, mm -hmm. later on in the episode, the cinematography was kind of Lord of the Rings-esque as they are walking, you know, on the junkyards of Braca. Mm -hmm. You can see them. It's very like um, when the Fellowship is, uh, you know, going through uh, the Misty Mountains or whatever. I forget what, it's not the Misty Mountains, but they're on their way to uh, <laughs> to deliver the ring and it's snowy and you can see the sweeping landscape and stuff so i just I, I got a very similar type of vibe look i'm a lord of the rings fan too i love lord of the rings so that's a similarity we had to kind of draw um right off the bat yeah i i think you and i made that connection immediately i'll just agree with you i think there were major lord of the rings vibes in this episode but that's also not surprising to me because dave filoni uh, regardless of how much, you know, uh, say he has in the show, he is a huge Tolkien buff. He is a huge Lord of the Rings buff. He is constantly comparing Ahsoka to Gandalf. And so to see this and have that be the yeah. first thing that you and I both reacted to, like, this is definitely intentional. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And you posted that funny meme, like Return of the King, <laughs> obviously with the big reveal we have. Of, Dude, like, Rex means so king. Rex means king. Yeah. I mean, that's totally on purpose. Aragorn is the return of the king in Lord of the Rings. So it's the same thing here. Also, starting off this episode, I just want to start by saying, I should have said this to begin with, we were right, okay? We're super smart. We called this from last week. <laughs> we said it was going to be Rex, who this big reveal is. They were, By the way, they were. this isn't really like spoiling the episode. It's revealed within the first like five minutes. Yeah. They reveal it, and I was like, obviously, obviously. Obviously. So we were right, and I want to call that out. We predicted this. We said it was going to be Rex, if not Rex Bail Organa, but it's definitely Rex. But if not Rex Bail Organa, but it was definitely Rex, and we were definitely right. Yeah, and I think I think everybody kind of expected it at that rate because you have the mysterious figure. They show you the eyes when he's sitting in the back with his drink, and as soon as I saw the eyes, I was like, "It's Rex." The second I saw his eyes, I was like, "That's him!" Oh my god! And then you can watch my freak out because I did. I kind of screamed like a little girl, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, this episode was, oh God, so chock full of stuff. We get the batch coming back from a mission. They look like they're working for Sid regularly. Now she's kind of landlording them, you know, she's yeah. kind of housing them. She's paying for everything. We get a really cute moment between Wrecker and Omega and their like little bond is forming, which is super cute where they go get the popcorn, or whatever they were eating. Little raspberry popcorn things, yeah. Looks <laughs> like cereal. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of cereal, like Fruit Loops or whatever no, it is. Looked delicious. Looked like those fake raspberry candies you can get that are like kind of crunchy. I'll have to find a picture of those and put those in there because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, I can send them to you afterwards. There's like little raspberry candies, but whatever. Neither here nor there. They looked delectable. And they made a nice crunchy sound, so. Uh, anyway, Bad Batch are talking to Sid. We get a ruckus in Sid's bar and we find out that the mysterious figure in the back is Captain Rex. Mm, hot, hunky crap, Captain Rex. Yeah, we got to talk about this for a second. He took back the hood and I literally just had a moment of like, okay, first of all, Rex is attractive. 
period. I shouldn't have to like say that. <laughs> like, period. He is attractive. He takes off the hood, and I was like, "Why is this twenty times more attractive than you normally are? What are the animators doing to me?" Yeah, they were trying to make him like his bone structure is perfect. He's a cream lord. He's right up there with gorgeous Hunk Sagarera. Yes, I think he's even hotter, maybe. <laughs> then gorgeous Hunk Sagarera. <laughs> Could be. Gorgeous Good Hunk reveal. Rex. Cool reveal. We see him. I'm like, obviously, we were right. Um, cool moment between them you know he gets to meet omega and he starts okay. freaking out he's like you haven't had your chips removed you know yeah let's actually he uh i need to i need to bag a little bit on tech so in the second episode tech is building that machine or whatever the device to scan for the chips in their heads and then they drop it for like three episodes i was literally sitting there thinking is like as soon as rex finds out that tech um is like oh you know the chips they're a big deal but they're not for us because you know like we're different clones and rex immediately has a freak out rex reacted in the exact way that tech should have reacted he was immediately on guard he was immediately afraid yeah. they're all like no it can't happen to us we're fine and it's that whole yeah. example of um it can't happen to me syndrome yeah taking place like rex immediately got into defense mode and they're all like whoa dude chill like we're fine yeah. But I also really liked that because it's calling back to season seven of Clone Wars where Rex did witness all hell break loose. Like yeah. he's, he fought off the chip to save Ahsoka. Ahsoka yeah. then saved him. And mm-hmm. then we had that whole devastating scene at the end of um, the episode where they're burying clones, like really yeah. morbid stuff here. Yeah. And so I liked that uh, that characterization of Rex. I like how he responded to that. He's taking it seriously, but yeah. it's super cryptic too. They're like, well, how'd you get yours out? And he's like, I had help from a friend. Yeah, but think about like, okay, this. Okay, just tell us who. <laughs> okay, well, well, think about this. Can he actually say that it was Ahsoka? You know, I mean, like regardless or not, whether or not like the Bad Batch have good intentions, he's still putting her at risk. If he says, oh yes, it was a Jedi that helped me. And Ahsoka's trying to lay low at the moment. So if yeah, Rex that's even, a point. you know, and I, I think that Rex would do his best to protect her. Yeah, that's probably true. But yeah. I guess you do have to be a little cryptic, but I thought they would have more, you know, more of a hint other than just, Oh, I had help from a friend. I'm Batman Rex. Uh, I was half expecting him to say that, by the way, you probably saw that in my action video. It's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Batman. I'm Rex. I'm Rex. Anyways, so we, we move on. We go to, um, they, after this scene, we're like, all right, well, they're, they're leaving. They, we see them get into hyperspace, whatever. And they go to a very certain planet that's special and cool called Bracca. Bracca. Where have we been that before? Fallen Order uh, will know that that mm-hmm. is the scrapyard planet that Cal Kestis is on um, at the beginning of the game, where they have that awesome opening scene, one of my favorite um, first levels to any game ever it's like Ooh, uh, and what, what, that scene's awesome and he's decommissioning <laughs> these ships or whatever and i'm like that's kind of cool because like now we have this this cool planet which i think is a really cool star warsy building planet artwork was awesome you could tell they put a lot of effort into mm-hmm. um the scenes here and like the landscape and very world building um elements here yeah and like I, sure. I thought maybe i was like okay now and here i go i theorize on like big characters all the time but like cal Kestis was on this planet he's still really young at this point like he's still probably 12 mm-hmm. but he's around and he knows how to use his master's lightsaber he's around somewhere he i don't know if he's on that planet but like yeah i don't know exactly how he got there but that's i mean now that we see this planet it's like okay well 
maybe he comes in at some point. Maybe he connects in the, I, in the Star Wars universe again somehow, which would be yeah. really cool. Jedi Fallen Order is a fantastic game. Um, yeah. Cal Kestis is a really cool character. Having them go to Bracca and then even those, um, what are they called? The Scrappers? The Bracca's yeah. Scrappers? right? Yeah. Even their outfits, yeah, the they're the, or something. they're yeah, really the, cool characters. The, um, their outfits are the same as in the opening of Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. The, like with the helmets yep. and whatnot, yep. and like the way their outfits look, that was really, that was an awesome callback. But even, you know, going back to the animation, like how you were talking about, like, I feel like with every episode that we record of Bad Batch Breakdown, we're always talking about the animation. Like compare it to, compare the animation now to season one or two of Clone Wars. Like it's come so far. It's ridiculous, but I'm even thinking about like, so Rex, going back to Rex, because I can never get enough of Rex because Rex is awesome and I love him. Uh, going back to Rex, there's even a moment in the beginning, you know, when he's about to draw his gun on the Bad Batch and he says to them, he's like, you can't control this chip. And then there's like a split second of a moment where he goes, I couldn't. And the way his facial expression like changes as he looks down, like yeah. he looks very guilty and remorseful for a few seconds. And then he looks back up and it, it, it's so difficult for me to describe like the emotions that puts me through. But like, even like the way he was looking at them when he looked back up, it's so subtle, but like the animation, yeah. the small details of like what they do with the eyes, it's just, it, it's moving. <laughs> like yeah. I, it's really moving. Yeah, that's it's the D and I talked to I went on and on about this last episode, but you can tell they put effort into the little details and that stuff matters because it means that they really care. They're putting time and thought into everything. So totally agree with you. I think that's awesome. And like the artwork again on Braca, I thought that was amazing. I said it during my reaction video, which by the way, if you haven't watched those yet, go watch them if you want to see our initial reactions to uh <laughs> the episode. Yeah. Uh our unfiltered but, reactions. <laughs> yeah. We obviously then Rex tells him, I can help you get these chips out, which mm -hmm. you and I called, by the way, we called this, we said, it's going to yep. be Rex. We said, Rex is going to help him get the chips out. It's the only thing that made sense. So obviously mm -hmm. we were right because we're the smartest people on earth. And, <laughs> and so Rex is like, I know where to go. So he takes him to Brock to go to a, you know, one of the old cruisers, the old battle cruises. And um, they are crawling through really cool scenes here. Hinting again, we have this, you know, they, they look in the water, something's lurking in the water. I said this in mind, but I'm like, New Hope vibes here again. Major like, New Hope vibes. You know, I was like, there's going to be a snake thing in the water. I promise you. And of course, they're trekking through. Big snake thing, Sarlacc pit type of whatever. Grabs Wrecker. Cool scene, but like very reminiscent of A New Hope there, which I thought yeah. was cool. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I, I said this in my video too. I'm like, why is he still wearing clone armor? Like, what are you? Yeah, let's. I, don't you love that? Rex is sitting in the bar and he's like, I've been staying undercover in the exact outfit that you yeah, crashed that small, in the plane doesn't in? seem very subtle, dude. Maybe in order to blend in, you should not be wearing the thing that defined you as you for the last, I don't know, 30 years, however long he's been around. Like 10. Rex is like 10 years old. Yeah, he's like a child. He's Omega's age. He is. Dude, he is Omega's age. And you know what's funny to me too? So this is maybe my mind filling in the blanks, but when I was, when they were meeting for the first time, what was going through my head is, oh, that's like, oh, they have matching hair color. You know, maybe Omega is going to say something about that to him. But no, her first line to him is, you're old. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, but that, that made me think, because I'm like, you and I have been talking about this like father figure element of the Bad Batch and Omega, but I don't think it's a father figure element. I think we're missing the point a little bit. It's more, it's even more obvious than that. It's brother figure, because they are, 
essentially yeah. brothers. So they're big. It's a big brother thing. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it makes more sense. There's what, you know, several of them. So they're looking out for her much like I would my younger sisters. Right. And yeah. Their older brother were like, I'm teaching you, you know, showing you the ropes a little bit, being a little dangerous and reckless, bringing you out of my letting well, you crawl like scale across the the rope over to the other side, like over the water monster area. So that's that's the th- that's that was like a big highlight for me during this episode. Well, you you know the the way I kind of see it is, and, and I agree with you, it is more of a brother sister dynamic because of that literal relationship that they have between each other. But the way I think about it is, Hunter is her dad figure, Wrecker is her older brother, Echo is the grandpa. And tech is like the weird uncle <laughs> that's, or at least that's like how I feel about it in, in each of their individual react, like interactions with her. That's how that comes off to me. Yeah. I know that we're hopping all over the board, but I'm still, I'm still seeing like little moments that I want to comment on. Omega looks at Rex and she knows immediately what bat she's from. She's like, Oh, you're the first generation. And she's like, Oh, it's from the lines in your face. But that reminded me a lot of, how she was able to yeah, recognize tree. Sid. Looking at a tree, she's like, oh, lines in his face. It's like, you know how you cut a tree down and you can like see the wrinkles <laughs> in the tree. It's like, hmm, you have wrinkles in your face. You're the first batch of the batches. Yeah, she's very smart, intuitive, force sensitive, maybe. Right now, she seems like she has the power of empathy, intense empathy. <laughs> like she's able to read people really well. So we will watch her career with great interest. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fantastic reference. When we will, we will watch her career with great interest. Thank you for that reference. Prequel memer right here. Moving along with the episode, they um they they make it on the ship. Somehow the ship can still power up for some reason. They can get use power from the generators on the ship to power up the medical bay. Um, and then Rex is going to start helping him out. And this is where you start going. Uh oh, something bad's going to happen because Wrecker's obviously like, oh my head hurts. And I'm like, whoops, restrain him down or something because this is not going to end well. What were you feeling in these moments? You knew it was coming because of the music, which yeah. again, the the music buildup is fantastic in this show. Music in general is great. Yeah, the the buildup. And so you knew it was coming because Wrecker just keeps groaning and groaning. And even Rex is like, we have to speed this up. And you can see this in my video. I'm like, yes, why are you guys moving so slow? Yeah. <laughs> Omega's like slowing things down. Like, is he going to be okay? We're like, yes, we'll be fine. Just let him do it. <laughs> the saddest thing that we've been building up to these last couple episodes, we knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Wrecker goes a little rogue. The, when the, the second he goes rogue and the music kind of stops and it sucks you in immediately as his pupil um, shrinks. Yep. So good. Oh, good. This reminded me, so he's, he turns, he starts fighting them. This reminded me of um, Mandalorian. Uh, oh, really? Fighting the, uh, what are they called? The, uh, They're dark troopers, dark troopers. So Legends reference. he's fighting one of those and he's getting like, his, he's just getting beat up by, yeah. one, of the, by one of them. I, it was kind of similar to that, you know, because Wrecker's obviously huge. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he, can, he can kind of toss these people around. He's a force to be reckoned with. I got similar type of vibes there, I thought, you know, like he's a tough guy to take down and like they have to play it delicately because you don't want to kill him you know i was like i thought what they were going to do is he was going to they were going to escape and he was going to somehow defect and leave oh direction because yeah that wouldn't like this is what's going to happen it's either they're either going to fix him right or he's going to join crosshair yeah i thought but but they figured it out pretty quickly you know intense scene 
great music, great action sequence. The the, the action sequence, uh, playing off what you're saying there, the the second, you know, right after he like nearly chokes Tech to death, which by the way, that was some fantastic voice acting from D. Bradley Baker right there. Because like the the choking sound that's coming from Tech, I was like, this guy, he's not only playing like every single person in this room, but he's able to convey each emotion coming from these guys perfectly in a way that's specific to them. Yeah, like, I mean, you're doing the same voice, but you're doing it slightly different for each one. And then you have to have personality quirks and stuff with each one of them. Like the talent on that guy is insane. Like, hey. like especially when Rex first came in, I'm like, oh, here he goes again, doing another character. I don't know how, I don't know how you do that. That's got to be so hard to switch between those. And how does, I'd love to see how he does his recording process too. That'd be really interesting to see. Like, does he record each character separately throughout the show? Or does he say line by line and just switch on and off? I mean, either either way, it's fascinating. But you know, maybe there's some videos online that I can look at of that. Or maybe he'll come on the show and he can tell us. But yeah, please come on the show, D. Bradley Baker. And yeah. on that note, they shouldn't call it the Bad Batch. They should call it the D. Bradley Bakery. Wow, what a joke! <laughs> they should call it the Bad Batch. They should call it the Good Batch. The Good Batch. <laughs> the good batch. That sounds like a cook, like cookies. It was like, it's the good batch of cookies. I made the, I made a good batch. I made a bad batch. I made a bad, I made a bad batch of donuts today. Um, I'm that's see, see these tangents we get on guys. That wasn't even my original point that I was trying to make. Although it was a very, very... I mean, that's me. That's my fault. I'm just the derailer of this show. It's okay. like, you have your organized notes over there and I'm just sitting here taking this over on. Yeah. Yeah. I do have my <laughs> notes. All I wanted to say on that scene is the action sequence where Wrecker smacks the blaster from Rex's hand and it goes flying into the wall. The yep. camera angles on that were so good. In yeah. that entire action sequence, like when Echo gets thrown towards Rex by Wrecker and then Rex accidentally stuns Echo. Like the action sequence were just- Oh yeah, the stunning of oh. Echo. Great action sequence. And you can see it in our faces too in this reaction. I'm like, oh gosh, like it's intense. Yeah. It's so intense, and but the way that they were able to shoot it in a way that was com- like completely cohesive, but it built up the tension. It's just, God, these people working on this show are so talented. <laughs> like, yeah, very, they're so very good at well what done. they do. There's something for every everyone in these in these episodes too. You know, you can go really deep with them, but if you want to just be surface level and enjoy them, you can. You don't have to like look into every little detail like we do, or like I'm sure Hidden Scribbles is going to comment on about some crazy you know, detail that I wouldn't have noticed, but Hidden Scribbles noticed. Like that's the, those are the things. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, the action sequence was fantastic. I did, honestly, I thought the same thing as you, Matt. I, after seeing the way that this played out with all of them getting their chips removed, it really sets up the second half of the season quite well because now we can tell that the Bad Batch are going to try to capture Crosshair and do the same thing to him. That was act one, I think, of the end of this season. That was the first arc of this. So it's like, oh, Wrecker's slowly building up to this. Now it's going to be something else, you know? And now the mm-hmm. arts people are being cryptic again about how next episode's going to be great too. So who knows what's going to happen then? Um, and we can speculate on that a little bit. But I did think it was a little strange to me. Like I, you can tell they're trying to move this along. And you and I said mm-hmm. this last but they really hit their stride with the last episode. You can, it's the same thing with this one. Yeah. But the fact that they were able to, you know, stop Wrecker so fast and then get the chips out. I was like, wow, that was a really quick sequence of events. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of things, Rex came, he's going to get their chips out. Wrecker turns, they have to stop him and they get all their chips out. You know, it's like, there's mm-hmm. so many things that happen. So you can tell they're moving, they want to fit a lot in because I don't think yeah. they would have done that. It's in, all of that in one episode if they didn't have an agenda and things, 
other things are going to try to fit in for the rest of the season. I, I totally agree. And I think that the last, how many episodes are there left? If we're seven in, we have nine episodes left. So I feel like in these last nine episodes, it's going to be more geared towards what's going on with Crosshair and their attempt to try and save him, whether or not they succeed. I personally don't think they're going to, um, is yet to be seen. So I, I, I agree. I think it's setting up the second half of the season quite well. And I'm really excited to see where we could go from here because now getting into the end of the episode, actually let's backtrack for one second. Rex makes a very interesting comment other than being extremely cryptic this entire episode on how he got rid of the chip. There was a really interesting moment where somebody in the med bay asks if the surgery is supposed to take that long. And Rex, he says, I don't know. I've never been on this end of it before. And then he says, very few clones are immune to the effects of order 66. And then we talked about this last episode. Remember how I mentioned cut Laquane yep. and his, like whether or not he had a chip removed when Rex said that line. And I only know this because my best friend Lily like brought it up to me. Rex says very few clones are immune to order 66. So was that a reference to cut Laquane? Like did cut Laquane just not carry out the order because Rex went to warn him, but cut Laquane didn't have like a chip removed or anything, at least not that we saw. And so my assumption is through that line, they were meant to reveal, Oh, cut Laquane just didn't carry it out. No. And I think, I think you're probably right. I think Rex was referring to him. Like when he said that, because that was an interesting comment. hundred Because I was like, that would not be thrown in there unless they wanted us to tie it to something else. And yeah, that actually. No, he also isn't on, Cutler Queen's also an interesting clone because he did defect, you know, like, mm-hmm. he's like I'm done. I don't want to do this. And he's yeah. like the clone that we know of who's done that. So he could, yeah, he could be totally different. So yeah, that's an interesting point. Because he never, yeah, never had a scar, never had it removed. So I, I was thinking that maybe we're led to believe that cut just didn't carry it out because his love for his family overtook the order or something like lovely like that because cuts a wholesome family dude yeah and you also mentioned that last week you're like was he still affected by order 66 was he like oh i hate jedi yeah i don't think so i think i just think maybe he wasn't affected by it and yeah maybe we'll find out more about that later okay so going into the the last act of um this episode there's actually a lot of dialogue I want to break down. And the dialogue I want to break down is the ending scene with Hunter and Rex. Hunter comes upon Rex calming somebody or at the end of a conversation with somebody. And Rex says something like, oh, I'll meet you there in two yeah. rotations or whatever he says. And then he hangs up and we don't really hear the voice, but I'm sure some people will go through and try to descramble it or whatever because fans are awesome like that. Uh, but... Rex is talking to a mysterious person and I want to know what your thoughts are on that, Matt. I honestly don't know. I thought, um, okay, here we go again. Bail Organa, maybe Ahsoka, maybe I think he's been, I think he's got to be in contact with Ahsoka now. Yeah, I agree. Who's he meeting though? He's meeting somebody. Yeah. I don't familiar enough with rebels. Like I know I I do want to get on that topic though of rebels. I do want to get on that topic too, because I saw a lot of people bringing up a lot of great points leading back to rebels. Rex and Hunter in this scene have a very interesting conversation. Rex is trying to get Hunter and the bad batch to join him. Cause he makes a comment like 
I've spent my entire life fighting for the Republic. We could use people like you. And so, you know, Rex is obviously a part of something bigger right now. We know he's searching for other clones to help them remove their chips. And that's probably his primary goal. But we also got a really interesting seed of the rebellion here. And so that made me wonder, oh, is he, are he and Ahsoka not only in cahoots still, but are they in cahoots with Bail Organa? Because... You know, like, and even going back into the prior episode, Trace and Rafa said, our contact is trying to help people by fighting back against the Empire. Now we know that contact is Rex. Yeah. Who has better motivation than Bail Organa? He's helped Obi-Wan. He's helped Yoda. He believes in the Republic and preserving it. And he's been around and like, you know, it, it could be that. I guess it could be Ahsoka as well. I need to cling to the... I need to cling to the thread that it's Ahsoka because they're legit just best friends and I want them to still be in contact. And I, I want- they Also, they lose contact for a while too. We just don't know when that is. I, I would imagine they probably still are in contact somehow right now. I just don't- I don't think, I don't think they would have split so fast after the end of Clone Wars season seven. I mean, like if, if Rex knows Trace and Rafa, I can only assume he's still in contact with Ahsoka because she's the only person that could have linked them. Yeah, that's the true. only person. And then now I'm thinking, and I don't know how much you know of Rex and Rebels, but this was also another interesting comparison that I want to make. Rex in Rebels, they have to really convince him to come back and fight for the rebellion in Rebels. Like it's not like a hey Rex, will you come back and fight for the rebellion because Ahsoka needs you? It's like it takes them a while to convince him to come back. Yeah. He's hiding out with Wolf and Gregor, two other clones from the Clone Wars on the planet Celos. Right. And they're basically like retired. Like they're not like doing anything. And Rex is like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Rex is like, you know, maybe I was doing that at one point, but I don't want to do it anymore. And it takes the ghost crew a long time to convince him. And then he eventually comes back and he's fighting with Ahsoka. And and so we know that Rex finds Wolf and Gregor at some point, but now after this ending scene with Hunter and seeing how Rex is speaking to Hunter and being like, come join our fight. You know, if you ever change your mind, this is where I'll be. I'm also led to believe that Rex is just touching upon saving clones. Like he's very early in the game. So there's no way he would have started to contact Wolf or Gregor or any no, of those guys. I think this is his first contact with clones. Um, I do too. He's very new to it. And he probably didn't know there was anyone else out there. Probably hasn't thought of this. He's only just got his chip out recently. Mm-hmm. The sisters probably told him, they're like, you're interested in this. He's like, oh, well, maybe I can help save them. I know them. So he does. And now he's like, oh, it's possible. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll continue to see maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he runs into like Wolf and them. Because even the, even the line that he has, he's like, I've never been on this end of the surgery before. That was, that gave me the impression that's the first time he was ever doing it. Yeah, and he know, but he knew where to go and how it got done, right? Because so. Ahsoka took him there and helped him remove his chip, if you remember. Yeah. So he's he's just I feel like he's playing it by ear based on what Ahsoka did, but that was his actual first time like actually removing a chip from a clone. Yeah. That's how I took that anyway. I think the I think the story threads to tie in rex and the rebels timeline and how that connects back and if he's still in contact with ahsoka and how they split up there's so much potential and i know they kind of left it open-ended when uh rex and hunter were speaking in the end and hunter's like if you ever find yourself in a bind you know where to find us 
So I'm thinking that's not the last we see of Rex. Definitely not. I think maybe he won't be a next episode, but maybe he will be. Maybe he'll be in a lot of episodes from here on out. Who knows? So yeah, overall, um, it's great, but I'm also very excited for next week because I think the show's really ramping up now. You know, last week was great. Yep. This week was great. It's really now that they've established what the show is and what we can expect, mm-hmm. it's just gonna get better and better. So I'm excited. I think next week will be great. I think that next week will be great too. Uh crosshair better. I think we're gonna get some crosshair next week because he's been absent for four episodes now. Bro, I, I, yeah, where has he been? What is he doing? What is he doing? There's a reason for that. We'll figure yeah. it out next week i think or if not next week the week after who knows it's that's a weird amount of time to, to not have him it in. is it's a long time not to see a character and but i understand to show that the, the rest of the you know batch got their chips out of their head <laughs> and now yeah. it's like now we know it's possible so so now that they know it's like it makes sense to bring crosshair back in because they know maybe there's hope for him still so maybe maybe at least in their eyes maybe but i think he already crossed the line you know he murdered some innocent people it's like it's kind of hard to to bring him back and yeah to come back from that you know it's like i I saw a a rendering um a couple days ago of like someone did a mock-up of if if darth vader survived you know if anakin survived uh instead of dying at the end of return of the jedi and they conceptualized him as you know a jedi that's really I'm cool. like, that's cool. It's, it's a cool concept, but like, you can't do that in, in storytelling because he's already done all these terrible things, you know, yep. he's already, you know, tr- done, gone to the other side and that was it. And maybe, you know, you have the redemption at the end. And I think something similar could happen with Crosshair, but you can't, I don't know that you can necessarily bring him back, you know, yeah. and just have me like, oh, I'm part of the gang again, you know? I think he's going to die. You yeah. know, I don't think you can, I Sorry, guys. If your crosshair stands, I'm really sorry. They're also but... not building his character up anymore. Like we, as we haven't seen him, you know, they're not like trying to make you attached. Redeeming... Yeah, or have given any redeeming qualities to him, you know. And maybe they will next week. Who knows? But yeah, I don't think, I don't think there's, it's looking good for him. I don't think it's looking good for him either. I guess we'll have to see. But I am interested to see what he's doing because he's only yeah. been in two episodes for the entire show. With that mysterious yes. little mysterious little thread in mind do you have any other final thoughts on the episode matt before i check to see if we have questions which i don't think we do but i'll check that's okay um no i think it was great i'm excited for next week just excited to see what they do um you know you know my thoughts i think they're they they've ramped it up and it's it's only gonna get better from here so bring it on bring it on i don't have any other thoughts on the episode other than the fact that i would die for rex and i absolutely love him and he's gorgeous and perfect and never done anything wrong in his entire life I love you, Rex. Great. This is my love letter to Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Rex and Ahsoka are my two favorite Star Wars characters. I love them. I love their relationship to each other. And I want to see more of them in action. I just, I love them. Anyway, this is my, that was my fangirling moment. I'm going to see if we have any questions. I don't think we do, but I will check. We had some great questions last week. I think this one was just a lot of information to process. So, you know. Uh, we do have, we have yeah. three. So it's better than none. And they're kind of just statements rather than questions. But Jasoka Arts is back. Hello, Jasoka Arts. And Jasoka Arts says, I hope we'll see Rex again at the end of this season. Also, Rex is so handsome. Hard eyes, hard eyes. <laughs> oh, so she agrees with you and me. Jasoka Arts agrees. Yeah. I mean, it's Rex is a hunk. He's a delicious hunk. Gorgeous hunk. Gorgeous hunk Rex. That's going to be our new trend. Start the hashtag, guys. Gorgeous hunk Rex. Uh, but yeah, I see. I think we'll see Rex again at the end of the season for sure. 
they they gave us that that line between Hunter and Rex. They don't throw dialogue in there unless it's like with purpose. And he was legit like, if you ever find yourself in a bind. Yeah. So J.I.B. asks or Jib. 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 <laughs> that would be a great Star Wars character name. Uh, yeah. Jib asks, will we see Wolf and Gregor? What do you think, Matt? I think that's a good possibility. Maybe we'll see how... Uh, you know, they, Rex helps him out. You know, I think we will see him before the end of the season again. And I think maybe we'll see him with them, you know, because there's already been some ties to the Clone Wars. I think you're going to see some ties to Rebels as well. I wonder if the next time we see Rex, he'll have already helped Wolf and Gregor and they might be with him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we don't see it him directly doing it, but. Like maybe they we should. just see it like we see them later on. I do think that we will see Wolf and Gregor. And I think there is a possibility that they might show up with Rex the next time we see Rex on the show. Well, let's see if about this last question. Julie underscore uh, Allie. Julie underscore Allie asks, been thinking about the shot with Rex in the corridor, looking at his helmet. Thoughts on that? I think he's, I think he's basically reflecting on his uh, role now. You know, he's not really a soldier anymore was kind of like a tiny moment as they're waiting for Wrecker to wake up. I think he was just considering, you know, like his place in the galaxy and what his purpose is since they kind of don't have a purpose anymore. Yeah, because he also mentions, he's like, I, I spent my whole life serving the Republic. Got to be going through a little bit of a midlife crisis at this point or a <laughs> quarter life crisis. Rex is, Rex is feeling his full 10 years. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's got to be a tough thing to come to terms with, you know. No, it's sad. I love him so much. God, I want only good things for him. But uh, those are the only questions that we have. Again, that's my fault. I posted them really late. I'm sorry about that. I will try to be better about it in the future. But yeah. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for your contribution. If you have anything else, email us at Star Wars Pod, another Star Wars Pod at gmail.com or Instagram DM, message us, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Thanks yeah. for thanks for your comments. We appreciate it. And we're we're looking forward to next week too. And we'll have to do yeah. another reaction video sometime as well. Well, I'm definitely gonna do another reaction video next week because you need to go and look at the cryptic tweeting. There is more cryptic tweeting. I will do that right after this. So much cryptic tweeting, but uh I'm I'll definitely have another reaction video next week. Fantastic episode overall. Rex is back, baby. Looking better than ever. Can only hope Rex is back. Hot hunky Rex is back back baby and i can only hope that this leads to ahsoka cameo ahsoka cameo i am manifesting ahsoka cameo but the show is really really ramping up speed cannot be more excited for its future and i'm psyched to see what we're going to get next week because i'm really hoping the crosshair thread now takes precedence going to be some exciting new episodes coming out in the next couple of weeks so stay tuned and we'll break them down for you because we're experts and we get everything right and our theories are great and our <laughs> The questions we get in the show are great. So keep, keep sending them in. Don't forget to, um, you know, like and subscribe if you're on YouTube and subscribe if you're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever. I'll put, I'll put all the links The below. videos on YouTube are better. Who cares? Yeah, we'll put the links below at star at star underscore wars underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but yeah, this is another Star Wars podcast and we'll be back next week for another fun episode, I'm sure. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay. See you guys. See you guys later. Bye.